podcast, where we talk about the hard truth about today's current events. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Signal 50 podcast with your hosts, Alpha Sierra 288 and Bravo Golf 592. How are you this evening, Bravo? Well, if it um, gets any warmer, we're going to have to have IV infusions uh, <laughs> while we're outside because it's yeah, wow. It, yeah. Yeah, summer, summer kind of summer has arrived uh, here. Here in the Mid Atlantic, I, I had the, I had the honor and pleasure of being able to go down to Quantico Marine Corps Base today to go down to Range Three Hundred Five, and shoot with some of our nation's finest. Uh, mm. And we were out on the range for about three hours, and I, I, I feel like beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hundred. It was a hundred and four degrees. At eleven o'clock this morning on the range. Now, Alpha, were you drinking your water, sir? I drank four liters of water in two hours, and I did not have to relieve myself. Well, I guess that was the body's way of saying, "Wow, it's hot. We need every drop of water to keep us cool, <laughs> or the brain will fry." That's what. It yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, we were. Wow. It was pretty hot out there, and and I got to tell you, anybody who's been to um, the D.C. region area, when you get to Quantico, it's it's very swampy. It's very very hot. It's very very humid, and I had a great time out there today. A little flex. Uh, we were out on the firing line, and we were shooting up some uh, shooting up some ammo. Uh, mm-hmm. My my tiny flex for the day was I, I shot a couple couple hundred rounds of five five six, uh, mm-hmm. and we were. And that that's a flex because in today's dollars, you know, COVID dollars, that's like two hundred and twenty dollars worth of ammunition. Good thing wow. I put my money in lead and copper before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, well, it's bad. You know, talking about you know today being June sixth, it's also uh, it's also D Day. That's right. Uh, Got to have a moment and uh, recognize the wonder uh, the the bravery the wonder of being on those those ships and and the 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 gate dropping down and then all hell breaking loose and i've talked to a couple of world war ii veterans who were there and i just i was mesmerized while i was talking to them i just couldn't leave it was it was amazing to hear their stories and how they survived and what they saw so it was today's the day June 6th. Yeah, I, I've always thought that Memorial Day would be a, you know, best relocated to around uh, D-Day Invasion Day. Um, mm. I always thought that. Um, but, you know, it's just been a tradition in this country uh, since World War One. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll do it when we do it. But we the, that that truly is our greatest generation of uh, Americans. And we are. Mm. We're, we're, we're losing them at an exponential pace and we're going to lose their stories. And these guys are in their upper eighties, nineties, and, uh, they're, they're going quick. Um, pretty soon there won't be any of these folks left. So if you know any world war two vets, just, uh, they're, they're real national treasure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But lots of prayers are the ones that gave their lives and I appreciate everything they did for us. So that's right. Well, you know, to move the things along a little bit, we have a lot to talk about in case anybody hadn't noticed. Uh, we've been gone for a little while, you know, taking a little bit of a breather, you know, getting our getting our stuff together too. beginning of summer, 
you know, busy, busy uh, private lives and work lives. So I do apologize for the gap in the broadcast, uh, but we're back and there's a lot mm-hmm. to talk about. So tonight, you know, the bottom line up front, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with the audits of the election results uh, in several states. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with the election reform that's going through Congress and Senate now. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the border and, and some of the happenings on our southern border and how that situation is um it's it's really it's really a not a good situation. Uh, no. We're going to have you know uh, Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris, her her first uh, journey to Guatemala. Her her trip was scrubbed. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, some kind of an issue there. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the CDC funding, and and we're going to circle back a little bit to to steal a term from Jen Zaki. We're going to circle back to an episode that we did quite some time ago to uh, where we discussed COVID-19 and what we, some of the hypotheses we had at the time. And then we're going to talk about uh, our our friend, uh, Dr. Fauci, and some of the funding Mm -hmm. uh, that came from the United States taxpayer to, uh, you know, go ahead and, and work in the Wuhan lab through some interesting pathways to get there. But, you know, yeah. let's let's start at the top of the lineup and let's talk a little bit about the audit of the election there. Bravo. Let's, yeah. uh, uh, let's before, get into that. Uh, before we get into that, we always got to remind our, our listeners, we thank you for spending some time with us here on the Signal 50 podcast. We are the two American patriots that love to talk about current events. We talk about the hard truth and how those current events affect you, where we give you the information and then you can go and think about it and figure it out for yourselves. We don't tell you what to think. We don't want to, we tell you what we think, and these are our opinions. We also like the the fact that you can give us some feedback. You can give us the good feedback. You can give us the bad feedback. And um, that's the way it goes. That's how uh, dialogues start, and that's how people learn. So thank you very much for joining us tonight. We're going to get started right now with the real results of the 2020 election. So, Bravo, why don't you why don't you tell us where this came from? So, as uh, as our listeners have heard us since we started this project back in September, we are I'm a well I can speak for myself and Alpha and I'll let you jump in. Huge fan of Mike Lindell. I'm very I admire the man for what he's doing. He's putting his money where his mouth is. Literally, he's been he's been he noticed a wrongdoing and he went about to try and prove it. And he was shut down along the way. He was stomped on along the way by the big tech. He was he was uh, not allowed to get his words out. So he figured out a way to get his words out by pr- um, putting out the the um, information on uh, Frank TV. And uh, on Frank, you can you can watch this. This is called Absolutely Nine Zero. And in this, he talks with a what they call a white hat uh, hacker. These are people that work for the government, work for privates, and, and they are the, the experts when it comes to computer uh, codes and information, and they have the receipts. This is something you have to see it for yourselves. Again, don't take my word for it. Go look onto Frank TV. Watch Absolutely 9-0. Takes about 28 minutes of your time. Well worth it. And this is the uh, this is the one of the, the biggest revelations i took away from that entire uh video and again you're not going to find it on facebook you're not going to find it on twitter the abc nbc cbs all you're not going to find it there these are things that you need to go out and look for yourselves 
Well, so when we, you, we, 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 hold on one second there, Bravo. We have, this is a podcast. So what you're seeing on the screen, unless you're watching us on YouTube or Rumble, you're not going to see it. So we'll describe what we're seeing. So why don't we go right. ahead and get into what we're seeing? Right. So like I said, these are the, the final results. And these are what they call PCAP captures. So PCAP, what does that mean? That's the packets of information. It's like, um, and, and this is from Mike Lindell's uh, documentary where he was talking with this uh, person who is the expert. Uh, he had to be, his identity has been hidden uh, to protect him. But basically, they sent the packets of information to change and flip votes. And they got it all on tape. And it has to be done at that moment. It's just like if you, the best evidence when you're robbing a bank is have it on video. And from that video, you can see people doing what they did. And you got them on their faces as clear as day. And you can say those people are the ones that robbed the bank. And then they can't refute it in, in court. You better hope for a plea bargain. Well, when it comes to the election, the five states, if you think of the five states, the five hotspot states, the ones that were. The battleground states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin. Everyone remembers and recalls that the margins in Georgia, Arizona were less than 12,000 votes each. Uh, Pennsylvania, it was 80,000 votes that Biden allegedly won by. In Michigan, it was 154,188 votes that Biden allegedly won by and 20,000 votes Plus, uh, 20,608, excuse me, to be exact, uh, in Wisconsin. When this information uh, is, shown, it is shown and it is, is documented and it is proven, you cannot refute this, according to Mike Lindell. Again, I, I believe him, but you don't take my word for it. Go onto, the, onto his uh, Frank TV and you watch it for yourselves. In Pennsylvania, they switched 188,078 votes. In Georgia, they had to switch 47,233 votes. Arizona, 47,372. Michigan, 202,657. And in Wisconsin, 70,524 votes from President Trump to Biden. Right. That, that's what they had to do. Okay. In reality, again, this is from absolutely 9-0. Watch for yourselves. Can't emphasize that enough. Trump won Pennsylvania by 107,523 votes. Georgia won. President Trump won Georgia, 35,454 votes. Arizona, 36,915 votes. In Michigan, President Trump won by 48,469. And in Wisconsin, 49,916. Now, some the press is doing their darndest to subdue this information. They are declaring that anyone that is requesting transparency and honesty from this election to be uh, insurrectionists, which is completely preposterous. I mean, if you're if you're not afraid of the results, why are you so uh, bombastic when it comes to? Well, wait a what, minute. Hold on one on? second. Now, now these elections are supposed to be public. Look, the the reporting that we're doing on this is is. This comes from Mike Lindell. Okay, for the for everybody out there, we're not making these numbers up, and these are these are captures um, that he has, and he he can he says that he can back this up. Okay, he can prove mm -hmm. it beyond a reasonable doubt. And 
we're not saying that anything is going to happen. I mean, if this is true, which we have no reason to believe that it's not at this point, because in, in other anecdotal information that's been coming in and coming around from the recount, especially in Maricopa County, there are some serious inconsistencies. Yeah, and these are forensic audits. This is not just right. a recount where you throw the machine, the ballots in the machine, and you say, "Yeah, everything's fine." No, no, no. Yeah, and these, they're not just two idiots sitting behind microphones in there, in their, uh, you know, when they're, you know, putting on a small podcast, making we're not making this up. Mm-hmm. Okay, this so we're gonna have out- to we're gonna have to see we're gonna see have to see how this develops over time. Right. So we'll have to see. But again, I, I mean, it makes sense to me. But then again, doesn't you don't have to convince me? You got to convince the nine justices on the Supreme Court, I guess. <laughs> right? Well, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, it, it, yeah, right. You know, the, 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 that's really interesting that you bring that up. I mean, if you look at some of the recent Supreme Court rulings, I mean, they're 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 nine zero on a couple of things that the Biden administration really really wanted uh, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and they were fighting tooth and nail, and the Supreme Court was like, yeah, no, nine nine zero. Um, there have been some really interesting court rulings lately, but uh, we'll get into mm-hmm. those another time on another program. But mm-hmm. uh, the next, the next, uh, you know, the next story really, really gets underneath my skin because you know, there's, there's, okay. First of all, fundamentally, fundamentally, now the way that our election system works, there's nothing wrong with our election system. You know, we have criteria by which you have to go ahead and get yourself registered to vote and you can vote in certain ways and states and da, 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 da. It was until the last election where things went off the tracks because, you know, we had to change all sorts of rules erroneously because of a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic. Uh, so essentially the Democrats or people that want to change elections are trying to fix a problem that doesn't exist. The real problem is apparently with the software that we're using and how uh, votes are being tallied, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. I, and, and again, if the election, if, if it was, if it was on paper without the machines, then you'd be able to see what's been going on you know, transparently, he say, here's the papers here. You know, these were, these were collected on election day and you're fine. But when you have electronics, I mean, none of us can read binary, you know, right. one and zeros. <laughs> right. So anyhow, uh, what's going on right now is uh, a sweeping election uh, bill uh, for election for voting rights, right. Uh, is and voting equity. Um Fundamentally, let me let me ask you a let me ask you a question, Bravo. Mm-hmm. What don't you need ID for in this country? What I don't need it for? Well, I'm going to tell you. You need identification oh. to. Well, <laughs> Not well, to right? Vote. But you need but you need uh, ID for everything else. And and this this bill right. that the Democrats are pushing is they're they're trying to expand mail in voting and absentee ballots and. Uh, changing election dates and and all sorts of other other things. Was it HR five seventy one or something like that? Uh, this is HR one. That was oh HR one. I'm sorry. Yep. So Go this ahead. is HR one, and they want it. They want to yep. keep things the way they are. That's what they want to do. They want to make it stay the same. Right. Don't change. You know, we want to we want to have cheating. We want to have mail in ballots. We want to have this. We want to have that. When, they want to continue the shenanigans that happened during this election. That's correct. And. It's coming down to 
uh, it passed the House, um, but it's got to get through the Senate. And it looks like Manchin from West Virginia, Senator mm-hmm. Manchin, is uh, going to vote no. <laughs> he doesn't want it. Well, Which, yeah, uh, I, <laughs> you know, he's not on the, the Democrat line. <laughs> well, you know, he's he's you know, if he if he's not going to follow the Democrat line, I think that that he's probably doing the will of his constituents. OK, mm-hmm. sure. uh, because I got I got to tell you something. I live mighty close to West Virginia and I spent some time in West Virginia and mm-hmm. people in West Virginia are very, very, very conservative. Mm-hmm. Where he comes from is coal country. Mm hmm where union, et cetera, et cetera, has always pulled Democrat. But mm-hmm. those people, generally speaking, they're, they they vote Democrat because that's the way their daddy voted. That's the way their grandpa mm-hmm. voted and their great-grandpa voted, okay? Mm-hmm. But all in all, those people are extremely conservative. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So Joe Manchin is probably smelling the end of his career unless mm-hmm. he shoots this down. Again, I mean, they can recall him too <laughs> if he if they really get him if they really get upset. But you know, they're they're making their um, their opinions known. So again, this is from the Epic Times. This is from today, and uh, you know, the, the headline is Mansion to vote against Democrats sweeping election bill. Great. I don't think it's uh, it, it's not, and it's against the Constitution anyway. I mean, if you if you read the Constitution, it says that the elections are left to the states. Our founders were brilliant when it came to this and able to have some foresight. And I'm glad that they came, you know, they wrote that. So I think even if this law were to be passed and signed by Biden, it would still get shot down in the courts because it's not, you know, and, and you have a bunch of states that say we're not paying attention to this. Well, every, so, everybody needs to everybody needs to understand that we don't have national elections. Okay, correct. we have a series of state elections that are tabulated to one kitty of votes uh, through the uh, electoral college, or mm-hmm. you know your your senate and your congressional. That's all individual. That has nothing to do with a national election. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is going to be a mess no matter what happens, and I. And I I really hope Manchin votes against it. I, I think that mm-hmm. would be that would be good. Yep. So, but, you know, I, I got to give the guy credit. I got to give him a little bit of credit because if he's not towing the party line, that means mm-hmm. he's listening to his constituents. Because right. those people in West Virginia are salt of the earth type people. They're not. They're not. They're not dumb. Right. Not at all stupid. I mean, these just because they talk slow and different does not make these people stupid. They're incredibly crafty and hardworking people. Mm-hmm. So you have to give them credit. I'm sure they're putting a lot of pressure on him. Good mm-hmm. for them. Yep. Good for them. So he he's That's really the true be. leader. He's the true leader of the uh, of the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> not not Schumer and not McConnell. So and and who who thought Kirsten Cinema would would get a promotion to be reasonable? I don't know. She's she's been surprising too, and I'm glad to see it. She uh, you yeah. know she's listening to her constituents also. So yeah, she is good for her. Uh, again, yeah, and, and it, like I said, if there's anything that gets if this gets through, well, there's a court. Maybe who knows? <laughs> Until there's 32 justices on there on a rotating basis. So oh yeah, well anyhow 
Yeah, well, that's another story for another time, isn't it? Exactly. So, you know, listen, we've we've been tracking, you know, the uh, moving along a little bit to the next story that that mm-hmm. everybody needs to really be paying attention to and we Donald Trump got a lot of heat in the last administration for being, you know, a racist, istophobic, uh, you know, phobophobe kind of guy. Uh, I don't want illegal immigration here. If you're going to come in, you know, you'd have to do it the right way. Oh, he was a racist. He was, he was this, he was that. He's locking up children, all this other stuff. Okay. But what he did was he, he sent a message to the world to say, if you come here, we're going to force you through the process or we are going to deport you. Uh, there is no free lunch. You do not walk across the border. Uh, now, Which numbers don't lie. Which I, I agree. Absol- I, I agree as well. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you, your people and my people, we, we weren't born here. Okay. Hmm. We immigrated here in, in the 1800s, somewhere in the late 1800s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we came over, we went through Ellis Island. We went through the process. We had to learn the language. We had to have a job. We did all the things, right? Yep. Uh, our people came here. We're immigrants as well, most of us. Mm-hmm. 99.9% of the people in this country are immigrants. 0.1% mm-hmm. of the population is a native population, probably. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a guess. Very small percentage of the population. It's funny how mm-hmm. everybody could do it right. And the Native Americans, too. I mean, they they were here before we got yeah. here, but, it's, you know. Well, yeah, absolutely. But here's the, here's the thing. I mean, our people did it the right way. They came Why through. was it racist? Well, I have no idea. I don't either. But right now, I don't understand seeing, it. Yeah, yeah we're, well, right now, what you're seeing is it has to do with policymaking. Okay, so, you know, 100 days ago, a little more than 100 days ago, it's 100 and 110, I think, 114. Anyway, 100 days ago, the policies have changed. And now you're seeing people respond to that lack of policy where you now have what you're seeing here is 10,864 Venezuelans pour into Texas border region. And that's up from 135 people from last year. That's 135 compared to 10,864. Again, that's a thousand percent increase, if I'm not mistaken, or thereabouts. So that that tells me that a thousand percent more people want to come to the country. Great. How come they're not going through the ports of entry to get to go through the process like everyone else? Like last year, 135 people came through without going through the process. And now 10,864 are coming through into our country without going through the process. And what I'm right. saying is due process counts. Right. You know, it, and, and what we've said all along applies. Listen, if you want to change the laws and just open the borders, then change the law. Correct. Stop breaking the laws that are on the books to suit a political agenda. But the problem is, Alpha, and I have to have to stop there for one second. And, and that's right. You change. You don't like the law, you change it. The problem is no one else wants to change it except a small number of people that think it's better to not have borders, better not to have this, this uh, process in place. And what does that do to our country? It makes it irrelevant. It makes it not a country. It makes it 
a stop along the way to somewhere that, you know, come on in and there's no rules to follow. That's not the kind of world I want to live in. No, I mean, look, I, I, I grew up, I followed the rules, you followed the rules. You know, there are rules, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I feel badly for people that are in a bad situation, but that does not give you the right to come here and break the rules. Correct. And if the politicians just want to keep using this as a bludgeon, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, they, they use it as a bludgeon against Donald Trump for four years, change the laws. Which they can't. Change the law. They won't because they want to keep using it as a political hot potato. Mm-hmm. Never let so, a crisis go to waste. That's what they're doing. It's it's not. This is not what I want my children to learn. This is not what I think this country was founded on. And I am not saying at all. Don't hear me clearly. Not that I don't want people to come here. I want them to come here legally. Not because they right. just want to take a walk across the border and not follow the rules. Well, it doesn't help. The thing is, is I, I want to know who's coming across the border. That too. Sure. You know, listen, uh, we, we, we so soon forget that this country was infiltrated by Al-Qaeda terrorists on September 11th, 2001, or prior to that, right. uh, one way or another, overstayed visas, crossed across the border. Uh, you know, they're catching Al-Qaeda. They're catching... Uh, a number of different people on on international uh, watch lists are catching Chinese nationals at the border. You know, this is these aren't just migrant farm workers coming to pick avocados in California. Okay, That's correct. We don't know who these people are. If you want to immigrate to this country, you go through the process. You apply for immigration status before you make a journey here. Correct. And you go do it. I cannot blame people for fleeing a bad situation, especially Venezuela. I can't blame them. And if the government wants to make an accommodation for people that are are fleeing a war-torn country, fine. Make a law. Make a law. It does take resources to bring someone in. They have to be taken, you know. Absolutely. They need need a place to stay. They need to get on their feet. They need I have no problem with that. Well, my problem, my problem comes as this Congress appropriates the money, right? Mm -hmm. Where does the money come from? It comes from our tax dollars, you and I, and everybody listening, right? Yep. Now, when you appropriate that money, that money is to go to fund the laws that are on the books as they're written, not somebody's political agenda to open the borders contrary to written law correct or personal or personal interpretation that's right if you want to change the law and you want to let people in change the law stop spending the taxpayer dollars on bringing people in that the laws on the books say cannot come into this country in this manner that's where I'm a little bit upset with this whole thing. Right. And just to, and just to, I think it, 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 that's the problem overall is why is there laws for certain groups and not for others? There's no equal protection under the law. That's number one. Number two, if people stopped, you know, like if it's, if you're, if we have people in power that are interpreting laws that benefit their own agendas, their own ambitions, and they're not 
enforcing the laws the way they should be, which is for the, they're made for everybody. That's right. Then that's the problem we're having right now, Alpha. I think it's incumbent upon our lawmakers and our officials and our leaders to stop catering to certain groups, to stop this, this unfair practice, do as I say, not as I do. Just well, I completely agree. It becomes it becomes a serious it becomes a serious problem. In this country, is we're we're a country we're a nation of laws, mm-hmm. right? And those laws are supposed to be metered out and and adjudicated fairly across the board. The way mm-hmm. I see things that are going right now, I'm I'm not so sure that that's the case, right? As right. you were saying, special rules for special people. So back to what I was saying about the border here and, and, and uh, enforcing the laws that are already on the books, or if you choose not to, then you have to change the law. This policy, wishy-washy policy and this squishy policy on immigration mm-hmm. and, and going up and, and contrary to the laws of this country, basically inviting people into this country that are contrary to the law by the mm-hmm. politicians and the talking heads. It puts the people in the middle. It puts the Customs and Border Protection in, in a bind. It puts mm-hmm. these border state law enforcement agencies in a bind. And, and you know, something that nobody's really talking about or, or people are talking about on a limited basis, it puts these people that have risked everything to set out with a hefty bag and walk across South and Central America to the, uh, to the U.S. border or make their way here, it puts them at peril because when they get to the border, it becomes a real problem. You're, you're attracting people to come here contrary to what we can handle and, and contrary to the law. So mm-hmm. you're creating a humanitarian crisis on the border that is, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's truly unbelievable. Correct. So yep. that it's, it's terrible. Our small podcast recommends that everyone follow the rules and do what it was intended to do. And if you don't like it, change the laws legally, period. <laughs> That's right. If you don't want to enforce the laws, don't just ignore the ones that are on the books. And, and I'm not an advocate for this, but if you're that hot to trot over, over open borders, you know what? Do it. Do, do it. it. Make legally. it clear. Make a deal with the American people. Tell the truth mm-hmm. about what you're doing and do it. Right. But they After won't. You know why they? You know why they won't? Because we don't want it. Because the majority of people in the United States are like, no, I don't think that's a very good idea, um, bad idea. And mm-hmm. elections, you know, are how these people have employment. So mm-hmm. you know, I I wish them all the best. May fortune mm-hmm. forever be in their favor. So mm-hmm. you know, anyhow, enough on that. You know, we that's that's just we're going to have to keep an eye on the story because it's not getting a lot of it's not getting a lot of press right now because you know, you've got other things that are really distracting the uh the lamestream media is not really paying attention to much, but you know, hey, listen, you know, along those lines, you know, you've got uh Vice President Harris. You know, we we talked about it at the top of the show. She's she's pretty much leading up a lot of the foreign policy efforts for this government right now. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not going to comment on that one way or the other, but uh, she was on her way to Guatemala today. Mm. 
and they had some kind of a technical issue that brought her back to the United States. Air Force doing the turnaround? Yep. Seems that way. Come on back. Um, yeah. These huh. are, from an aviation point of view, these aircraft are pretty top-notch, top of the, you know, top of the maintenance chain, <laughs> taken care of very well. Um, a technical issue. I don't know what that... Did they get any detail what a technical issue was? I She's don't fine. think so. Good. She's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, everything everything's fine with the vice yeah. president. I, I don't I don't suspect she was in any danger. I, I hope mm -hmm. not. Um mm -hmm. but they landed back at Andrews Air Force Base with Air Force Two. Hmm. Mm. Curious. And what you were saying is yes, these aircraft are meticulously maintained, obviously. Right. Yeah. Huh. Well whatever a normal maintenance um, schedule is for that plane. Whatever the normal maintenance schedule is, I guarantee you they cut the cycle rates in half to do the maintenance twice as often. I'm sure. Now it's interesting in this picture. So the the president is the commander in chief. That's yes. Biden. Um, yes. And I remember watching uh, President Trump salute. He got saluted all the time. That's fine. You know, he's the commander in chief. Officers never saluted Pence. I've never seen officer, military officers salute Mike Pence, the vice president. He's not the commander-in-chief, right? So there's a picture here of an officer standing at the bottom of the stairs saluting Vice President Kamala Harris. And that would be an Air Force officer, if I'm not mistaken, in that blue uniform. That's correct. So if anyone's out there who's in the military can answer... Send us an email at info and signal 50.com. Explain to me, should military officers be saluting vice president Kamala Harris? She's not the commander in chief unless she is. Mm. Hmm. I don't I'm think so, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I just, I just found that picture very odd, you know, and that, and that, yeah. that that's odd. That's not, she's not the commander in chief. You know, you know, and what I, what I found the whole thing odd. That's why we're kind mm -hmm. of talking about it. I mean, you know, back to what we were saying. First of all, I, I, I hadn't noticed that until you pointed that out. And mm -hmm. it's like, wait a minute, that is kind of weird. Okay. Uh, second of all, um, Air Force Two doesn't have they don't they they don't have technical issues with those planes. Uh, I wonder what's up. You're flying Southwest, and there's uh, indicator light <laughs> that goes off. Well, yeah, there's a melee, there's a melee in coach class. We have to turn back to the to the uh, to the. Someone's not wearing their mask. <laughs> yes, run around. Okay, I get it, right? But technical issues. I, I mean, there's no smoke. There's no smoke coming out of the aircraft. Thank goodness. And like I said, <laughs> Harris is fine. Great. We don't want thankfully any, anything bad to happen to her. No. Uh, technical issues. On a well-maintained 757? Nah, anyway. I'm having a hard time with that one. Me too. Great minds think alike, my friend. Well, but, uh, we're going to have to see how that develops. She was on our way to Guatemala to talk about the immigration problem that we're having. Unless they just pulled the old big old uh, uh, show cane to yank... And yank them back <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> Just, come on back, ma'am. We're not. We don't want you going down there quite yet. We're not. Yeah, sure your trip has been canceled. Why don't you go back to the terminal now? Well, maybe that's the case. I don't know. Hard to say. 
Uh, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, who knows? I I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. So, all right. We're all all excited. She's back in one piece. Great. Absolutely. Salute at the bottom of the stairs. Eh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one. But anyhow, you know, Hey, listen, this has been a busy couple of news weeks, right? I mean, there's been an awful lot of discussion about, uh, you know, on, on mainstream media, there's some talk about the economy and, and what's going on and jobs numbers, not meeting expectations and the market slowing down a little bit. And, and a lot of people are predicting a big dip in the market. And, um, I don't know about you. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I think it was like uh, the end of April, beginning of May. We we actually discussed this on the program that it might be a good idea to get a hold of your financial advisor and, you know, maybe shelter some money away somewhere safe just in case things didn't turn out as planned. Uh, right. Fair enough. Um, oh yeah. So listen, there's there's something going on right now that that and that nobody's really paying attention to, uh, and hmm. I, I think we really need to give it some time here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had a worldwide pandemic, all right? Um, and we'll talk more about it here in a minute. And, and for whatever reason, you know, the, the CDC has broad sweeping powers to stop uh, viral infection uh, by any means basically necessary. And what the CDC did was they tacked on, the, uh, tacked on time and is, uh, inserted itself with some broad sweeping powers that they probably don't have. Uh, you know, no evictions or foreclosures, and that that is set to expire June 30th, originally mm-hmm. set to expire. And a bunch of real estate agents got together, and they're like, oh, the CDC has no right to do this because landlords are getting clobbered, okay? Mm-hmm. They're getting killed, and the real estate market is, is, is going to be a problem here. So, okay, I feel absolutely terrible for anybody that lost a job, lost income, during this pandemic. This this is an absolute worst case scenario. What does this mean for the economy? In a market where there's no inventory on the market of homes and people are bidding between 60 and $200,000 over asking price for homes, Mm. you know, in this market is, is that's not sustainable. No. Right. Inflation is on the rise and you're going to have, I don't know how many millions of people are about to be, and this is terrible. This is not, there's no pride in what I'm saying. I'm just putting this in the context of, first of all, there's going to be a huge toll of human suffering, right? Mm -hmm. Evictions, foreclosures, people Mm -hmm. are going to be scrambling for, you know, food, shelter, and clothing after what this country did for the past what are, what are we going on uh 13 14 15 months to uh, to to stop the curve correct to flatten the curve 15 oh, yeah. 16 months yeah, pretty much okay. so basically everyone's been living rent free since the beginning of this thing the only people not living rent free are the people that actually have to pay the mortgages on these properties whether that be the bank the mortgage holder the landlord etc right all of this sure. is going to come to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. What happens when it comes to a screeching halt? What happens? Uh, well, <laughs> catastrophe. You got to pay the piper. You know? Someone's got to pay. All bills are paid. All debts are paid, right? Right. Is the federal government going to go ahead and, and 
reimburse landlords for all the lost revenue? The answer is no. I hope not because they're already spending trillions of dollars on stuff that they just keep printing money. It's that's what's the if you think about the over over sixty thousand foot view, the reason why our economy is tanking is you keep printing money and our everyone looks at the dollar and says this is worthless because there's more of them than there should be. That's right. It, it, you're you're printing the value out of the economy. So there's a little anecdotal piece of information that I'll that I'll lay down to everybody. There's a city in upstate New York, it's Syracuse. It's uh, you know, a uh, place near and dear to 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 my heart uh, for a number of different reasons. Um, there are ten percent of the landlords in the city of Syracuse step forward uh, for relief from the city and the county. Uh, to get reimbursed for lost uh, revenue under a New York State program, that's twenty-five million dollars. Uh, that that was calculated. It is outstanding, and hopefully, you know, well, supposed to be paid to these landlords, right? That's mm. twenty-five million dollars. Wow! Only ten percent of the landlords reported the deficit at the time of the writing of the article. Mm. So. If statistics mean anything to anybody, what's 25 times 10? 250. That's $250 million just in rent in the city of Syracuse that the landlords are behind. Mm. Did these landlords have to stop paying the bank? The answer is no. All debts are paid. Mm -hmm. Where's all this money going to come from? No idea. No idea. Only so Nobody has take. any idea. And there's only so much you can take from the taxpayers because there's no more to take. And it comes a certain point where you're going to need that wheelbarrow full of Deutschmarks to go buy a loaf of bread. Mm. Weimar Republic mean anything to anybody? Mm. Mm. Strange, huh? So just to get back to the CDC here, so they were making their edicts and their policies and, you know, in the middle, in the beginning of this, sure. We want to understand what we're dealing with. We, we they, they asked for uh, 10, 14 days to, to understand what's going on. And then all of a sudden it kept for 14 and then they ripped the goalposts up and they moved them back 10 yards and they said, no, we need another 10 days. We need another 14 days. We need another six months. We need two years. Bob, I mean, they just, they just changed change the rules as we went along, which goes back to our original statement. Could you make the rules that apply to everyone and stop trying to make rules that apply for only a few? Thank right. you. Well, you know, not, not only that, I mean, what they did was they tampered in private commerce, right? Mm -hmm. That's uh, it. You, they, they tampered in private commerce and, and they've really overstepped, uh, you know, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, I get it. But, 16 months, I, 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 I can't. I can't mm -hmm. understand how that can be done. I mean, that's my opinion. Not mm -hmm. a lawyer, uh, but I, I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express once or twice. Um, excellent <laughs> towels in Holiday Inn Express, by the way. But, you know, listen, uh, when, when June 30th starts rolling around mm -hmm. and the courts open up and the evictions and the foreclosures start rolling, you're looking at a catastrophe. Yep. Nobody's paying attention to it, and they really need to. Yep. A lot of Americans are going to be hurting really, really, really bad. It, 
this is going to not help the crime rate in this country. No, and then you defunded all the police in these blue states, and there's not enough police to go around. You know, then they want to take your guns away so you can't protect yourself. I was just like, yeah. where does this end? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, anyhow, we need to move along here a little bit. You know, we, we did a show called The Politics of a Virus, and that show was back, I believe, in March or uh, February. Uh, it was March <laughs> 21st, I believe. I was actually listening to it the other day just to kind of see, you know, we called it uh, weaponization, and uh, the new the new buzzword now is uh, gain of function. So we were off just a little bit. On <laughs> some words, but well, we just we just did pretty we just didn't pretty up our language for public consumption. No, no, we just right. call it the right. way we see it. We call it balls and strikes. Right. That's something that we've done since we started this right. in September last right. time. So but, that was our that was our most listened to program. Uh, yes, it's still being listened was, to. Actually, you know? yeah, it's still being listened to. And you know what? I was definitely wrong. I, I think. About the, we were definitely wrong about the election predictions. Okay, we think maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> however, well, you know, well I, I, I will I will give an explanation to that just the, for everyone out there. If, if anyone's curious, I was I was being guided by my wishes and my wills, and I wasn't looking at the data. <clears throat> I, I I will admit my mistakes, and uh, that's that's what happened. But I didn't expect that this cheating would go on, the alleged cheating. Excuse me. That's right. The the the, the, the audit uh, won't lie. Anyhow, so you know, we we talked a little bit about uh, in that episode, which was our like I said, our, our most listened to and watched episodes. Did gangbusters numbers for us uh, for mm -hmm. free, <laughs> uh, and we, right. we made some claims and we we made some hypotheses and we drew some conclusions and gave some opinion where we thought that this is all just a little too convenient and. I think there's really something to the theory of a lab leak of some kind or the Chinese government releasing this purposefully. I'd mm -hmm. like to think it was something as, as not as innocent, but as you know, that can be explained by a lab leak. So lo and behold, you know, we come to find out because somebody had the cojones to go ahead and FOIA Fauci, Dr. Fauci, uh, mm -hmm. FOIA Freedom of Information Act request his emails because he's a public official. Thirty-two hundred well, pages worth of emails. Correct. And boy, and oh boy, and it does not paint a pretty picture of what we were told versus reality. That's correct. And then the back and forth, and the double speak, and the not sure, and the this and the that. Look, I I didn't read all thirty-two hundred pages of it. I got the I got the highlights. Um, and there's some, there's some damning stuff coming from these emails and I'll ask them down to money and the Chinese lab and the support of gain of function, or what I like to say is weaponizing a virus to be more lethal and more deadly. That's not cool. And there, and the Obama administration actually, uh, put a stop to this. They said, we don't want this. Kudos to president Obama. He says, ah, you don't want this. For right. some reason, the money kept going. To China. Well, be, because I work in I work in the world I work in the government contracting world and the world world of the small uh, SBIR loans and mm -hmm. uh, R and D uh, funding. You know, all of this money can be funneled uh, through a prime contractor. And in this case, all right. So this is really gonna you know burn your toast. Okay, 
So they gave money uh, through a, a foundation called the Eco Health Alliance, right? Mm. And Eco Health Alliance was using the Wuhan lab in in Wuhan, China, to do gain of function testing. So essentially, our boy Fauci was pumping money on a grant, a research grant to the Eco Health Alliance, and in turn, the Eco Health Alliance had contracted with the Wuhan lab. Mm. Cute, huh? Is that money laundering? Last time I checked. Oh, totally. It's it's legal money laundering. It's it's how uh, government contracting monies flow. It flows uh, on a bid uh, for whatever scope of work it's awarded. The prime contractor gets it, and then they they go ahead and they activate and they write subcontracts to actually go out and execute the work. Mm. So the subcontract got executed to from Eco Health Alliance with the money from the U.S. government to the Wuhan lab. Cute, huh? Ugh. And the and the emails, people were trying to bring this up to Dr. Fauci, and Fauci said, no, I don't have time to read this too much, and dumps it off onto someone else. Really? That's your job, and you're advising the president, and you don't want to read all these all the research about what's going on and what the problems could be? Isn't that well, your job? Well, I think the bigger – well, that's, that's, that's definitely a problem. I think the bigger problem here that I have – Mm-hmm. And, you know, to cut to the chase is, you know, if there's if if this is true. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Chinese were really this is a Chinese bioweapons laboratory. OK, let's just let's just call it, it as part it of the, the Chinese armies. That's right. Weapons, biological research, research. Bio research. That's right. So what we did was we took U.S. taxpayer dollars, mm-hmm. funneled it through a prime contractor to the Chinese Communist Party to develop. <clears throat> a weaponized coronavirus. Hmm. Gain of function has no reason to live as far as I'm concerned, right? When I you start agree. tampering with things and you start mutating things and you start changing things and you start escalating the the uh, uh, good goodness, the, the word is escaping me, the... the um, the contagiousness or the uh, virulence of yeah the virulence pardon me yes the virulence of of a virus that can make somebody extraordinarily sick and then you start mutating the genes yes and then you start mutating the the virus itself and playing with the proteins and and gaining function what else can we make that virus affect and we have a whole we start with something simple we wind up with something elegantly complex which could be anywhere up to 20 percent fatal or more hmm and they they have a case of it that was only, I think it was less than one half of one percent fatal mm-hmm. uh, under under circumstances under certain certain circumstances. That sucker walks out of a laboratory in Wuhan, China, via and one of the conspiracy nuts, huh? Yeah. And the, there's in these emails again. Please go read them. But the highlights of this is. This uh, uh, Senator uh, Rand Paul was right. He was right on the target. He knew exactly what he was looking at when he was asking these questions. Fauci basically lied in front of Congress. Lied. Perjured himself. And where's the application of the laws equally? 
Yep. Pardon me. <clears throat> Some of the information was redacted uh, for law enforcement purposes. Then give the unredacted emails to the prosecutors. <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder if there's some sort of criminal investigation going on behind this. Mm, well, uh, there was a question <clears throat> that President Trump had the other day when he was giving his speech at North Carolina's uh, GOP uh, convention. Where's Durham? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I would like to think that maybe there's an investigator general's inquiry going on into the funding behind the Wuhan laboratory from the mm. U.S. government. From the Biden DOJ? Do you really think so? From wow. the investigator general's office of the uh, NIH. The NIH, mm. as a government agency, has to have an investigator general. And the, mm. the IG's office. Every department's got an IG's office. The post office has got an IG. The FBI's got an IG. The DOJ's got an investigator general. Mm -hmm. And they do the internal audits and they look at all of the transactions back and forth to check them for legality, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe there's somebody out there in an investigator general's office that's working with their criminal investigative division, which they would call CID, mm -hmm. that would go ahead and put the brakes on releasing certain things because is it possible? Mm. That somebody is being examined under a criminal microscope for this entire thing. Hmm. That would make more sense, I would think. I would hope. Mm. You never know. Although I got to tell know. you, CJ Hop is on target right over the. This is what he should have. This is what should have listened to Hillary. He should have deleted server with like a rag or something. Yeah, right. Bleach bit. There you go. Hey, TJ Hop. Oh, well, as well. Sorry, we haven't been around a little bit. I'm busy. Yeah, busy. Anyway. <laughs> Hillary didn't, he didn't listen to Hillary. What can I, I tell know. you? I know. Well, you know, well, that's, that's where the ball bounces, I guess. You know, the, well, again, we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, we, we bring everyone the, the current events and a little right. bit of our opinion. But these are things that are found on other sources besides the mainstream media. And again, I encourage everyone out there to go and find them for yourselves. Don't right. just concentrate on those uh, mainstream media, CNN, NBC, CBS. You're not going to find them there. Fox no, News, you're not. not. Well, what we'll do, what we'll do uh, is we'll do this, right? We just present some of the headlines and then we have the conversation that Bravo and I would have had over the phone with one another. Okay. Yep. Uh, and we just bounce things back and forth. Generally speaking, we think the same way, but a lot of times we're we're a little bit different. But mm. you know, you decide you decide what's best for you. You check your sources. You check our sources. We we take we take a lot of high level facts out of the uh, information that we present. We try to boil it down for you to keep you informed. And uh, when we're trying to inform you, we inform you. When we're giving you our opinion, we we let you know. But anyhow. That's about a wrap for us tonight. How about you, Bravo? You got anything else for the good folks out there? No, nope. I hope you learned something. We hope you uh, take away something from us. If we if we were off track, we weren't on the right pathway, then let us know at infosignal50.com. Email us. Let us know. What do you want to hear? What do you want us to talk about? You let us know. Infosignal50.com.
You can also listen to us on our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. The whole, all of them are out there. You can get us through that once we get this uploaded. And we're on Rumble. Kind of love Rumble. Yep, Rumble's pretty good. Rumble's pretty good. Anyhow, you know what? Uh, everybody out there, just let's have a a little bit of somber remembrance of uh, D-Day. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of brave men gave their lives so we could speak freely and live in a free world. Uh, so hats off to our World War II vets. Um, mm-hmm. We're humbled by your sacrifice. That being said, we'd like to thank our present soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24-7, 365. And we'd like to thank our police, firefighters, and EMS first responders that are working with us every day. Be careful out there. It's summertime. Take good care of yourselves out there, everybody. Uh, stay hydrated. Stay away from the bugs. And uh, don't don't cook like bacon like I did today. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's man. hot out there. Bravo, thanks for joining me, and as always, everybody nice. have a great week. Time to cue the music, I think. Cue the music, man. Take care. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission. <laughs>